This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. How many Americans have actually bothered to read the Constitution, let alone the first ten amendments to the Constitution, which is called the Bill of Rights. It's a quick read at 462 words. Take a few minutes and read those words for yourself, rather than having some court or politician translate them for you. And you will be under no illusion about where to draw the line when it comes to speaking your mind, criticizing your government, defending what is yours, doing whatever you want on your own property, and keeping the government's nose out of your private affairs. In an age of overcriminalization, where the average citizen unknowingly commits three crimes a day and even the most mundane activities are regulated, government officials are constantly telling Americans what not to do. Yet it was not always this way. It used to be that we, the people, were given the orders, telling the government what it could and could not do. Indeed, the three words used most frequently throughout the Bill of Rights in regards to the government are no, not, and nor. Just consider the growing list of abuses to which we the people are subjected to on a daily basis, and you will find that we have reached a state of crisis wherein the government is routinely breaking the law and violating its contractual obligations. For instance, the government is not allowed to restrict free speech, press, assembly, or the citizenry's ability to protest and correct government wrongdoing. Nevertheless, the government continues to prosecute whistleblowers, persecute journalists, criminalize expressive activities, crack down on large gatherings of citizens, mobilizing to voice their discontent with government policies, and insulate itself and its agents from any charges of wrongdoing, or what the courts refer to as qualified immunity, quote-unquote. The government may not carry out unreasonable searches and seizures on the citizenry or their possessions. Unfortunately, what is unreasonable to the average American is completely reasonable to a government agent, for whom the ends justify the means. In such a climate, we have no protection against roadside strip searches, blood draws, DNA collection, SWAT team raids, surveillance, or any other privacy-stripping indignity to which the government chooses to subject us. The government is not permitted to claim any powers that are not expressly granted to them by the Constitution. This prohibition has become downright laughable as the government continues to claim for itself every authority that serves to swell its coffers, cement its dominion, and expand its reach. Despite what some special interest groups have suggested to the contrary, the problems we're experiencing today did not arise because the Constitution has outlived its usefulness or become irrelevant, nor will they be solved by a convention of states or a ratification of the Constitution. No, the problem goes far deeper. It can be traced back to the point at which we, the people, were overthrown as the center of the government. No longer are we the rulers of this land. We have long since been disposed and dethroned, replaced by corporate figureheads with no regard for our sovereignty, no thought for our happiness, and no respect for our rights. Without our say-so and lacking any mandate, the point of view of the Constitution has been shifted from we, the people, to we, the government. Our taxpayer-funded employees, our appointed servants, so to speak, have stopped looking upon us as their superiors and started viewing us as their inferiors. Unfortunately, we've gotten so used to being dictated to by the government agents, bureaucrats, and militarized police alike that we've forgotten that we are supposed to be the ones calling the shots and determining what is just, reasonable, and necessary. Then again, we're not the only ones guilty of forgetting that the government was established to serve as well as obey us, 
Every branch of government, from the executive to the judicial and legislative, seems to be suffering this same form of amnesia. This vital truth that the government exists for our benefit and operates at our behest seems to have been lost in translation over two centuries dominated by government expansion, endless wars, and centralized federal power. Have you ever wondered why the Constitution begins with those three words, we the people? It was intended to be a powerful reminder that everything flows from the citizenry. We the people are the center of the government and the source of its power. That we is crucial because it reminds us that there is power and safety in numbers, provided we stand united. We can accomplish nothing alone, however. This is the underlying lesson of the Constitution, which outlines the duties and responsibilities of the government. It was a mutual agreement formed by early Americans in order to ensure that when problems arose, they could address them together. It's like the wagon trains of the Old West comprised of individual groups of pioneers. They rarely ventured out alone, but instead traveled as convoys. And when faced with a threat, these early Americans formed their wagons in a tight circle in order to defend against invaders. In doing so, they presented a unified front and provided protection against an outside attack. In much the same way, the Constitution was intended to work as an institutionalized version of the wagon circle, serving as a communal shield against those who would harm us. Unfortunately, we have been ousted from that protected circle, left to fend for ourselves in the wilderness that is the American frontier today. Those who did the ousting, the courts, the politicians, and the corporations, have since replaced us with yes-men, shields who dance to the tune of the elite ruling class. In doing so, they have set themselves as the central source of power and the arbiters of what is just and reasonable. Once again, we're forced to navigate hostile terrain, unsure of how to protect ourselves and our loved ones from militarized police, weaponized drones, fusion centers, stingray devices, SWAT team raids, the ongoing military drills on American soil, the government stockpiling of ammunition, the erection of mass detention centers across the country, and all other manner of abuses. Read the smoke signals, and the warning is clear. The government is on the war path. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, and in its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, if we are to have any hope of surviving, whatever is coming at us, it's time to circle the wagons, folks. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.